Welcome to Canada Homeschools, the dose of inspiration and encouragement for Canadian homeschoolers. Canada Homeschools features interviews with homeschool group organizers, resource suppliers, and conversations with everyday homeschoolers just like you, all from a Canadian perspective. I'm your host, Rowan Atkinson. I'd like to thank you for joining me. Now let's get started. <laughs> In 400 meters. In 100 meters. You have reached your destination. For those of you listening in real time, this may seem like an odd time to send out a holiday episode. Technically, it's still December and still the holiday season in Canada. Maybe your special holiday is at another time altogether. Go ahead and post a comment in the show notes and let us know what holidays you celebrate. The neat thing about podcasts is that they are evergreen and this topic will still be relevant months or even years from now whenever you find the podcast or look up the topic. This whole holiday season has been odd, in keeping with the entire year of 2020. While I will be giving you some tips and permission to not overburden yourself on the holidays as planned, I feel like this year lent itself to a slower pace and lower expectations than usual, and some of the tips weren't really needed that much. For us, the biggest change was not having a house full of relatives from Christmas Eve to Boxing Day. I usually host my extended family, kids, and their significant others for a few days and nights in our big country house. We enjoy games, music, snowy walks, and tons of food and conversation. We don't all live near one another, so various holidays are when we are able to come together. This year, our region was in the red zone, as was most of Ontario, for Christmas, and lockdown starting Boxing Day. For this reason, our oldest daughter couldn't come home for Christmas. Our next daughter has recently moved to British Columbia. We told ourselves, when we thought of how much we would miss each other, that at least she would be home for Christmas. But she couldn't. Lockdowns and the prohibitive costs of flights meant that she and her husband couldn't come home either. My mom as a single living alone, was legally able to join herself to our household, which was a blessing for her and for us. I had to be organized and send gifts in the mail ahead of time. Did anyone else have a bit of a scramble? Some of my relatives may have fallen off their chairs to actually get a Christmas card from us this year, since I knew I wouldn't be seeing them in person. What did you do for the holidays? We scheduled a Zoom meeting for the whole family so we could be together accounting for the time zone differences. We read the Christmas story together and opened gifts and got to see our new nephew on the screen as well. As my mom observed, the talkative ones were still talkative, puns were made, and it was as close to an authentic experience as we could muster. Who knows, as everyone grows up and moves away, this may be how we do it from now on at least for the ones that can't make it home. 
we were able to meet one last time as a socially distant 30% capacity church on Christmas Eve before the lockdown took effect. It was bittersweet not knowing when we can meet again that way. In the meantime, we will meet in groups of 10 as the government allows and exercise as many of our charter rights as we can while loving our neighbors. This has definitely been a strange year. How are you all doing with it all? My analytics tell me there are about 800 of you connecting with the podcast these days. As expected, most of you are from Canada, but I want to take this moment to give a shout out to our listeners from the United States and Ireland, as well as Australia and Mexico. I hope you are doing okay too. I'm finding it so helpful to focus on how much we have to be thankful for, and especially this year, when it's easy to focus on what we can't do, who we can't see, and what we can't have. So, with acknowledging that this has been a different sort of year, I'm going to go ahead and proceed with my planned talk about homeschooling and the holidays. You can always circle back to this episode in late October or early November to refresh your memory, but I hope you'll stay tuned to the end because I'll be sharing some of the topics and guests that will be coming up in future episodes of Canada Homeschools. But first, let's go to a word from our sponsor. The Canada Homeschools podcast is brought to you by Headphone History, your complete Canadian elementary history curriculum. Headphone History comes with audio lessons, stories, and legends, and a reproducible workbook designed for the whole family. Go to headphonehistory.com. It's important for us to learn our history. Home for the Holidays The holidays are a time when home educators can get burned out. Somehow, a lot of expectations get attached to holidays. I recognize that you may celebrate different holidays than I do. Some holidays are religious, neo-pagan, or humanistic. Insert your holiday here. Mostly, I can speak to the typical North American calendar of holidays, like time off at Christmas and the summer off from school, unless you choose to school year-round, which I didn't do. It seems like the holidays and all of their expectations give us way more to do with only the same number of hours in a day. We are schooling the children, possibly earning income, volunteering, and then we are shopping and planning and cooking and baking and getting the house ready on top of it all. It seems like extracurricular activities have all of their concerts and performances at this time too. You know, I have a strange type of brain that tells me that I will be able to do more than I am actually able to do. Maybe you have one of those special kinds of brains as well. In terms of expectations, the best advice I can give you is simplify. Simplify, simplify. One of the reasons you homeschool might be the reason that you celebrate certain holidays. Why not work the education about the holiday into your schooling around that time? Baking and cooking can be home economics and math. You can set the books aside and use this time for other kinds of learning. Slow the pace. As you think about your traditions, go ahead and evaluate them. Why do we do what we do? Is this tradition important and meaningful? And it might be. 
or is it just a motion we are expected to go through, like serving turnip every year when no one actually likes turnip? For the past two years, I have not done any Christmas baking. My mom always brings baked goods, and at my husband's work, the standard gift for him is baking. All it does is take time and fill up the house with fattening goodies, which, as long as they are there, let's face it, I will eat them. I asked my kids if they cared whether we did Christmas baking or not. They didn't, as long as we were still having the breakfast casserole that I make every year. Not a problem. Our priorities were clear. I usually host Christmas over several days with overnight guests, so I had enough on my plate. Literally. We always have a service Christmas Eve with relatives coming to visit. I used to cook a whole meal for that too. Now we order pizza or I have a simple soup or chili in the crock pot. We're always in a rush to get there on time anyway, so simplify. My husband's mother used to decorate every wall and surface of her home for the holidays. Christmas was her absolute most favorite time of the year. It took days to put it up and days to put it all away. I have a few key things I like to put out. My home has a lot of reds and wintry touches already. I can decorate it tastefully in an hour and put it away just as quickly. Find your level and simplify what you can. So far, none of my guests have complained that things didn't feel Christmassy. I have found it helpful to do a lot of the cooking in advance and freeze it. Then, when the family is here, I can visit with them and have things reheated and moist in my crock pots. No fuss, no muss. You know, it's not the end of the world if our Yorkshire pudding is homemade or store-bought. We're just going to pour gravy all over it anyway. Simplify. With homeschooling, we don't have to arrange our schedules the way the public school does. I realize that some jurisdictions require a certain number of school days in homeschools, but there is flexibility within that. At school, they are watching a lot of movies by late in December anyway, for example. Maybe you can take an extra week before Christmas to get things ready. Or the whole month of December. Maybe during Ramadan, your students will be too sleepy to accomplish much schoolwork. Maybe on Earth Day, you can get outside and celebrate nature, counting it as science credit. One of the advantages of homeschooling is that you can take vacations at different times. Sometimes you can get cheaper rates when it's not the March break. As I mentioned earlier, some like to do year-round schooling with little breaks throughout the year. This can bring you rest at regular intervals and avoids having to review everything after two months of nothing. We chose not to do it that way because Canadian summers are very short where I live and we want to make the most of them. You work your holiday schedule to your advantage. One thing I did not do in the summer is help with my church day camp. I have used that week of free childcare to plan out my curriculum and lessons for the upcoming fall. I admit that I kept it a secret that I had a career in recreation with children prior to having my own children. Just because I am super qualified doesn't mean that I have to volunteer. But don't tell anyone, just in case. To sum it all up, Take a look at your traditions and your usual holiday activities and see if they are serving you or if you are serving them. If they are serving you, keep those traditions. They will make wonderful memories with your family. 
But if you are serving them and they're not useful to you and all they do is cause you stress, this is official permission to simplify your holiday seasons and enjoy more time making memories and less time being all stressed out. You can find more tips and thoughtful ideas for homeschooling in my book, Enough Already, Real Help for Homeschool Burnout, Freakout, and Zoneout, which is available on the podcast website or from Amazon. Keep tuning in to Canada Homeschools because I have some great interviews and topics coming up. I'll be speaking with Bonnie Way about attachment parenting and her homeschool journey, and we will hear the story of how homeschooling influencer Anna Willis completely burned out and had to be hospitalized. We will be talking about professional development for home educators, and for those of you juggling toddlers while teaching older children, I have an episode coming up just for you. As always, thanks for joining me here. If you'd like to share your Canadian homeschooling story on the podcast, or if you have suggestions for future topics, send me a message and let me know. I would love to hear from you. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Thank you so much for listening. You can find helpful links and show notes for this episode at our website, canadahomeschools.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and leave a rating and positive review on your podcast provider. This will help others find their dose of inspiration and encouragement. Happy homeschooling, Canada! Hee <laughs> hee!